This is the Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Podcast with Dr. Serene Sharif. This is a space where we explore how mindfulness, productivity systems, and our thoughts create the magic in our life. I'm here to help and support you if you are struggling with overwhelm and burnout, and you're looking for tools to take control of your time, mind, energy, and productivity. I'm your host, Dr. Serene Sharif, and I am a general surgeon, medical educator, mom to three wonderful children, and wife, which were all instrumental in my journey to be a productivity and burnout coach. I'm excited to share my tools and unique framework to build a community so no one has to go through this alone, empowering each other to find our way out of burnout and overwhelm. We will explore how my mindfulness and productivity systems framework can help you combine the energy of mindfulness with the scientific principles of habit building and your unique systems of productivity. My framework is designed to help you find clarity, design your dream life, and create your transformation. We'll discuss how to overcome limiting beliefs and obstacles that are standing in the way of your dream life, as well as how to create and sustain your new habits in a way that will allow you to finally ditch your willpower and motivation struggles and have more time and energy to live your best life. This is episode number 12. Last week, we discussed the idea of using mindfulness as a tool to create intentional living. We explored how to get clarity in a life where we might feel distracted and overwhelmed with the endless data and clutter that fills our mind, our physical space, and our digital space. I hope you have enjoyed some self-reflections and journaling time to explore what are the things that sparked joy for you. We discussed how aligning our actions with our life vision and core values can help to bring clarity and purpose to our everyday life. We get to choose with intention where we want to grow and what we want to do. And that power of choice is one of the most precious gifts of all. Now, before I share our special topic for this week, I wanted to extend a special invitation for all my physician friends to join us to build your time for renewal and reset, to focus on yourself, to renew those promises you made to yourself, to realign with what will serve you, and to reignite your passion for your purpose. The Physicians Coaches Collective is a collaborative effort by physician coaches, and we're honored to share the space and continue to build this empowering community to help you and support you through your transformational journey. We will be having two hours of wisdom on resetting your mind and your body, on resetting your body through healthy eating, resetting your day with productivity tips, resetting your mindset to becoming a confident physician leader, resetting and renewing your relationship with your spouse and children, making marital finances fun and stress-free. And I know that sounds like a oxymoron, but I know the physician coach who's presenting this, and, and I promise you that you will not be disappointed. And last but not least, taking your life and your career an octave higher, what it means to live at your next level. And bonus, we'll have an hour of group coaching where you get to take all of these pearls of wisdom shared by physician coaches and learn how to apply this to your own life, to your own concerns, to your own dreams that you want to launch. So if you started this year with great intentions but have now fallen back into a rut, if you have decided that you are ready to change, if you're curious about coaching and what it can do for you, then this is for you. Check out our webpage, message me, or comment below if you are curious and you want to know more. I'll leave more information in the show notes so you can find out more about this program. 
Take the next step for your reset today with seven physician coaches sharing powerful tools to help you reset. 30% of the proceeds will go to Humanity Auxilium to support humanitarian relief across the globe. Again, you'll find the information and link to register in the show notes, and I hope to see you there. Now this week, we're going to explore how we find out and maximize living in our strengths. There are many tools that you can use to find your strengths, including the Myers-Briggs Type Indicator, Enneagram, Gallup Strengths Assessment, etc. And I just wanted to take a moment to emphasize why connecting to our strengths is important. What would it be like if you lived in your strengths and you understood your weaknesses and challenges and you were able to use self-compassion and loving kindness to bridge the gap between where you are now and where you want to be. Knowing our signature strengths, really our superpowers, is the key in designing and implementing our productive schedule and making sure that we know what are the things that we are good at and we want to continue to grow in that space to maximize and live our best life. The more we understand ourselves, our own mind, and our own superpowers, that's when we get to grow to the next level and have fun. Living in our strength, feeling confident, building success, and feeling our self-efficacy, which is the ability to believe in ourselves that we can do this, that we can get to the next level in our own life. And I'm so excited to share this journey with you and help you discover your superpowers as we discuss more with my special guest. I hope you'll tune in for future episodes as we continue this journey of self-discovery and building tools to live our best life. So excited to welcome my guest today, Anna Nelson. As a Gallup certified strengths coach, Anna knows firsthand that focusing on your strengths or superpowers and delegating the stuff that you might not be so good at is the key to true growth and success. I can't wait to have Anna share more about her journey and how you can discover your strengths and superpowers as well. Hi, Anna. Hi, thanks for having me. Yeah, welcome to the podcast. I'm so excited to have you. And I would love to hear how you started on this journey. And what made you think of being a strengths coach? I love talking about superpowers and strengths. But how did you come along in this journey? And how did you end up choosing to be that? So I came to coaching through a myriad of ways. I've always wanted to have my own business ever since I was in high school. And okay, maybe I should do this. Maybe I should do that. But then I also worked in corporate for 18 years in the financial industries, retail, marketing, that type of thing. But at the weekends and in the evenings, I'd be like, okay, maybe I'll have this type of business. Maybe I'll have this type of business. And at one point I became a lingerie designer because I grew up sewing my own clothes and I knew that I liked it. So I always thought maybe fashion is going to be the way for me. And a few years ago, I went all in. I took a nine week leave of absence from my job to become a certified professional bra maker. And when I came home and I had turned my living room into a sewing studio and I went all out, like I I did all of the things I was supposed to. And I had paying customers that come to my sewing studio and I'd measure women for bras and they were paying me. And one day I had a project I was supposed to work on and get completed. And I was getting paid for this. And I was like, you cannot do anything until this is done. Just Saturday, you can't do anything. This is the time to focus on this. 
And someone called and asked me out for a cup of coffee and I didn't need to go out for a cup of coffee at that point, especially because I had a goal I was supposed to achieve that day. And I dropped that bra like a hot potato and I went out for coffee. And on my way to the coffee shop, I was like, there must be something wrong if I'm willing to do something that I knew I, I told myself I wasn't going to do. I'm supposed to work on this bra, but I want to go out for coffee. So what does that mean? Maybe I I'm barking up the wrong business tree. And that was the start of me really starting to pay attention to what do I enjoy doing? Who do I enjoy helping? Like all of these things. And then I didn't even know coaching existed as a thing. And then I found out about it. And on my own coaching journey, learning how to be a coach, I discovered the Gallup Strengths Assessment and it as a tool to help people discover their strengths. And when I had someone review my strengths that was like so powerful. And I looked at her like everything on this list that tells me what I'm good at. I have never been told that I am good at this ever in my life. And I was like, I need to help more people do this. So that was the start of me really figuring out what I'm good at and then turning that into the business that I want to have and want love doing. And that's what I do now. I literally help people every day figure out what it is is that they are good at. And that is what I've done all of my life. It turns out it's just that I didn't know I was good at that. I love your story and especially lingerie design. That is so cool. And I love that you've been so curious because you don't know. Sometimes we think we want to do something and, and it turns out it's not quite what you thought it was going to be. I love to bake. And one of my lifelong dreams was to own a bakery because I don't have time to do this right now. When I retire, I'm going to bake and I'm going to just run this coffee house and it's going to be so fun. And so it was always a sort of faraway dream. And then I had an opportunity a couple of years ago, a few of my friends said, okay, do you want to bake together? And, and we could sell it to the coffee houses or whatever. And so I was thinking, okay, this will be like a rehearsal for me to do what I do in the future. So I tried it and it turns out it wasn't really what I thought it was going to be. And I loved it. And I have pictures of my baked goods sitting in a coffee shop, glass window window. And that was perfect. I feel like I crossed off something on my bucket list, but it also helped me realize as much as I love baking and I still love baking, I just don't really want to monetize that. And I love trying different things because that's really how you know if it works or not. Because what it looks like on paper is really not what it looks like in real life. So by knowing the things that we enjoy doing and experimenting with it, I think we get to figure out, okay, is this truly what we want? Or is this just something that we needed to to learn because we learn something by doing everything, right? Anything that we do, we learn something by it. We do it. Does it work? Is it adding value to me and to others? Do I want to continue doing it? Absolutely. One, I love that you actually went out and did that. You're like, all right, this is what I want to do. And you actually did it. But I love for both of us that we did it, even though, I, at least from my own experience, other people were like, what are you doing? You're yes. taking a nine-week <laughs> absence? Absolutely. I knew I wanted to do this thing. Mm -hmm. And so being brave enough to be curious 
right. about something that you are interested in and not let other people's voices kind of influence your action. And obviously other people in our life are there for reasons. I can't just go off and just say, I think I'm going to go try jumping off this cliff and see what's going to happen. And you can be <laughs> like, I don't think that's a good idea. And here's why. Oh, there's actually, there isn't a trampoline at the bottom. Maybe you should mm-hmm. think about that. There's a good balance of voices, mm-hmm. but when people are influencing our exploration of what it is that we like to do through the lens of their own set of fears, for example, Mm -hmm. then that's a problem. But I love that you were curious and you (laughs) were brave and did the things and then you learned. Now you crossed it off. Like you said, you do not have to wonder. I don't have to wonder. And now we're shifting more and more into what it is we are really good at. And and that is actually another sort of strategic byproduct of that whole experience, because by doing these things that it turns out that's not really what I want to do. It has shifted me more and more into what I do want to do and what I am good at and where I feel like I'm truly in my superpower. And that whole experience really has been accelerated by me talking to you and just getting to know my own strengths and my own superpowers. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about for someone who might be listening and thinking, well, I think I know my strengths. Most people feel like they know themselves. I did. I totally know myself. I don't need to take another test or another assessment to figure it out. And I only did it because it was part of a program that I was doing. And I said, oh, I should, I should do this. It's part of the program. And I will share in a second, but my mind was totally blown away by the whole experience. And I never thought that in my forties, I would learn something about myself that I didn't already know. So tell me a little bit about what you would say to someone who has been that skeptical phase that I was in and, and wondering, okay, why do I really need to do this? And how do I do it? What do they do? Yeah, I think so many of the individuals I work with are highly educated. They make good money. Like they're not just 23 years old in their first job. They are highly successful individuals who have gone places in their careers. They have letters behind their names and myself included, I have an MBA. Okay, great. And I think We think that's one of the things that's so interesting. We think we know what we're good at. I thought I was good at sewing and I am good at sewing. I can sew you a bra that looks really pretty and that fits you perfect. It would be the best bra you would ever own. But the thing that I am good at is not lingerie design because that was a learned skill set. That was something that I'm like, oh, I learned it. I took the time to learn it. But what I'm really good at is having one-on-one conversations as evidenced by me dropping my sewing project for the day and going straight to having a conversation conversation, a one-on-one conversation. And that seems so silly. Oh, okay. Oh, Anna has a lot of friends. I do, but it's also because I can connect quickly with strangers. That's ultimately what going out for coffee is indicative of. I connect quickly with strangers. And so I think taking the time to really be like, maybe I should actually pause to figure out what I'm good at requires a bit of humility. And and at the end of the day, working with my clients, it's one-off sessions currently. We go through a list of what people are good at and just talking about like, where have you seen this in your life gives people confidence to be like, oh my goodness, I am really good at that. Confidence to know that what you're doing is well is amazing. How often do we get a shot of confidence? Not often enough. And so helping people really see this is where you are shining 
shining. Here's where you are not shining and nor do you like it. Get rid of that and now lean more into what you are good at. And so I work with individuals to be like, okay, what is it that you want to do in your life? All right, let's look at your strengths and let's see how your strengths are going to get you there. And it it sounds so silly, even for myself. (laughs) How do you help someone? Oh, I help people discover their superpowers. And it sounds crazy (laughs) because I agree. I was like you, right? Whatever. I already know what I'm good at, but I didn't Mm -hmm. because I was trying all of these other things that I was not wired to do. And I've also really paid attention to our strengths show up outwardly. How if I met you at a party, I'd be like, oh my goodness, she was so awesome. I love talking to her. Okay. That's the outward manifestation of how my strength is showing up. But if you take extracting, what does it mean? Connecting quickly with strangers. Okay. Now, if I know I can connect quickly with strangers, if my goal is to have a business, what kind of business could I have where I can connect quickly with strangers and help them? Oh my goodness. I have an online coaching business. Boom. I don't even have to know you and I can totally help you in two hours. You can be helped. It's so true. Just knowing something as simple as that. One of the things that I recognized as I've been reflecting over the last four months, really of knowing my superpowers are just the time that I've saved. You think, okay, what are some tangible things that can come out of knowing your strengths? It's having clarity on what you're going to say no to and having clarity on what limiting beliefs automatically gets blown out of the water. So maybe this is a good time for me to segue and just share what my experience in learning my strengths when I did the the Gallup's assessment was just my number one strength is learning. Now, what's interesting is that when I always, I love to learn and I knew that I love to learn, but I always felt guilty when I took time for learning. I went back to school and got another degree a couple of years ago and everyone's like, why are you doing that? Why? You don't need another degree. You're already a physician. And I said, I, I don't know. I have this draw. I have to do it. I want to know more. I want to learn more. But there was an element of guilt and an element of, oh, I'm taking time to do this or I should be focused on something else. And even subsequent to that, I've taken different courses and I've always felt like my life was enriched by these interactions, but there was a significant element of guilt, shame and self-blame. And I just worked through that. But really it felt like a light switch flipped. When I learned that my number one strength is learning, I just automatically gave myself permission. Of course you should do that course. That's where you're going to shine. That's your superpower. There's nothing wrong with it. And it has saved so much time and energy for me just to say, no, I should do it because I am a learner and how I give value to this world and to myself is by learning and then using that knowledge to teach others. I love to teach and that's how I do it. So that was for me a huge insight. And the other part of it was also knowing, okay, I'm a learner. And that means that I want to spend my entire time just learning and do nothing. And I've taught medical students and I've worked in universities. I've had that experience. But outside of that, I never made the time to teach. I never did teaching programs or anything like that outside of my official role. I've taught different stages. I've taught clinically as well as in a classroom setting for medical students. And that's pretty much it. And I love to teach and I'm thinking, okay, I'm learning all of this new knowledge. What do I do with this information? So it really helped me realize, okay, I have to learn and then I have 
to be able to transmit this knowledge in some level. It could be through coaching. And recently, one thing that I've been working on is a digital course for someone who might be struggling with overwhelm or might be struggling with figuring out how do I manage my time? How do I build clarity? How do I know my strengths? All of that. For that person, maybe they're not at that coaching phase yet, but they want to learn more then then what can I give them to support them? And I realized there's so many ways that I can use my superpower as a learner to provide value and to gain value for myself. So I would say I have learned a lot. I have accepted the guilt and the blame and the shame is knocked off. Yeah, that's been the biggest change. Now I've done actually since then too, I've explored other things like knowing your Enneagrams. Did you know that you can actually find which Hogwarts school you belong to in Harry Potter? There's a test you can do for that. So I was just playing with my kids and do that. But I realized that everywhere you're learning about yourself. And when we know more about ourselves and where we are the strongest, where we shine the brightest, like that's never a waste of time. Because some people think, oh, It's just a quiz I took on a magazine. I'm wasting my time. But what if it's not? And I'm not saying everyone needs to go out and take quizzes and magazines, but just what if the time that we spend being mindful, learning about ourselves, learning what are our strengths, learning what are our challenges, learning what are things that we aren't really as good at and utilizing that knowledge to create change, whether it is a change in the current job or current career you're in, or deciding this is not where I am my strongest. That's why I hate getting up in the morning and going to work and I need to do something different than taking that knowledge and, and doing something different with it. I think that's it. We do not really live in a society where we are encouraged to pay attention or like journal your thoughts, but we don't take the time to pay attention. Your stress over going to work, that thing that you need to do that you don't want to do, that is telling you something. So pay attention. I'm a migraine sufferer. So if I keep getting migraines consistently Mm -hmm. over and over, my body is telling me something Mm -hmm. is wrong. Pay attention. And so when it comes to creating our lives and doing what we're supposed to do, my job, I'm a coach. I help people. I help people very differently than the way that you help someone on an operating team table, but I wasn't helping people to the fullest capacity that I am capable of up until a few years ago. I was showing up. There were glimpses of what I was good at because I was good at certain roles that I was in, but I was leaning on my strengths as someone who can connect with others to get the job done or to just make people feel special. Not that I made them feel special, but how I interacted with them made them feel like, oh yeah, that's really cool. I'm an investor over here. And I just, wherever I was creating these relationships with people, that is extremely valuable information to know if you are unhappy in your job, because maybe you're creating these relationships with people, but you need more of a quote platform, like a different type of job where you can do it all of the time versus when I was 22. And I also needed to go file some papers. Believe me, I hated filing papers. I didn't file them until the auditors came stacks of them. But man, I knew all of the investors, their admins, lawyers, all of the people. But now I know my whole job is created around my love of talking to people. But I had to spend a significant period of time 
really paying attention to what it is I am good at. And even for you recognizing, okay, I love to learn now, how can I apply this? It isn't just knowing, it's also then the application, right? So even me knowing, oh, I love to talk to people. Now, how do I apply talking to people? You, I love to learn, how do I apply that? And then creating and building a life around knowing that. And then other things start falling into place where, oh man, I love the fact that I get to talk to you this morning. That's great. And that doesn't mean that by knowing what you're good at, you get out of doing things that we don't want to do. I still have to pay my taxes this year. I don't like paying taxes. I don't like figuring out my taxes. Yes, I hired it out, but I still have to read through that document. So you still have to do things. But if the majority of your time is spent doing what you're really good at, and then you know what to get rid of or delegate, hire someone to do the things that you don't like doing or figure out systems to do the things that you don't like doing, your life is so much better. And I just think the world would be so much more lovely if all of us were actually doing the things that we were created to do and not just us guessing, you know? That's so true. I love that recognition and really just knowing ourselves. That's the answer to any question. Whenever I feel like there's something going on and what is it? Really the answer is self-reflection, self-awareness. And I think that when we recognize that, a lot of us, including me, I used to think, okay, I'm having this problem. Like the answer is somewhere out there. I got to go figure it out. Like I, I have to find the right answer from the right person to fix this problem in my life. And it took a long time for me to realize this is not like having appendicitis where I go find a surgeon or having a flu and I got to find medicines like that. The problems that we experience in our life or the challenges, the only way to find answers is to look within us and to find the answers within us. Now, it's possible that someone can help us in doing that reflection. And for me, coaching really transformed my life because of that. It wasn't because they gave me answers. It's because they were, they had the skills to help me recognize, oh yeah, this is where I need to change. This is what I need to do. And I just wasn't in the frame of mind for me to be able to have that own recognition. I needed someone to just support me in that journey just a little bit to say, and to believe in myself and say, I know what I need to do. Like, how do I do it? And um, supporting through that journey. I do feel like a lot of times it's not that someone can't take Gallup's strength assessment and figure out what are like, they'll get a printout of their strengths, but learning how to apply it and learning how to think about it. That's where someone like you really, that's where your strengths come in, right? It's in helping others figure that out. When someone is trying to figure out, it's like, I don't have enough time. I'm overwhelmed by everything I need to do. And that's part of my strength this helping them, reminding them, first of all, that I've lived through all that and that, that it's okay and supporting them through that journey. So I think we all have things that we're good at and that we can help others with. And, and then things that I struggle, I'm like, oh, that's not really my strength. That's not, that's part of my challenge. That's part of my, where I need to spend a little bit more time. And then thinking about that is also important to know, because the first thing is to think about, do I want to invest time and energy into that? Or is that something that I would rather delegate? Maybe it's just a time waste for me to figure it out. Maybe someone else, that's their strength and I can delegate it to them. So knowing what you're good at and things that you struggle with, there's so much time and productivity and mindfulness in, in using that to build a stronger life, essentially, I think is, has been one of my recognitions. Yeah. And I think it's, it's a little tricky slash nuanced because there are so many like coaching cliches that I absolutely <laughs> cannot stand or even the word superpower. Like I only use, <laughs> 
use it because I'm like, it's so overused. I'm going to start using it so I can help people know this is the meaning. And we all have talents, right? Like we all come out of the womb. We have these talents. And so if you think of your talent as like a raw diamond, Mm -hmm. it's pretty valuable. And a talent is something like you don't even try. You can't, you don't try to do the thing and it happens, right? Okay. I didn't try to go talk to the person at the stranger at the airport. I just opened my mouth. So I can't even help myself. And that becomes a superpower. So if you think of a raw diamond getting transformed into a multi thousand dollar stone with the, what we see in all of the pictures, it's super beautiful and shiny, whatever that is when that's a superpower. So a superpower is your talent that you have now added skills and knowledge. So you've invested in your diamond, your little raw version of yourself to make it a more beautiful version. And so it isn't just, oh, this is what I'm good at. Okay. You're good at that. Now, how can you improve on that? So for you, if you're like, oh, I love learning, are there tools in which you can utilize to help you learn more? Or what do you like to learn? Let's start putting parameters around what you like learning. Who do you want to help? And in some people who are learners, what subject, like and you're in the health industry, technically, not technically you are because you're having people open. And so, and all of the, you are connected with so many physicians also in the health industry. There are so many things you would never stop learning versus Mm -hmm. if you were like, how do I learn how to upholster something like some subject matters? There's so much to learn and other people love learning really laser focused things. And so just understanding that and then looking at how you apply it. Yeah, we're all good at things, but now how are you going to make it better in your life? I think that is the key. Personally, I do think it sounds crazy to be like, oh, I hired a coach to tell me what I'm good at. (laughs) Yeah, I, I hear you on that. But at the same time, have you ever had anyone tell you what you're good at, right? Mm -hmm. To tell you how you are wired. And so the first time I took the strengths assessment, and this is a tool, right? I love it as a tool. I have gone through coaching training through the International Coach Federation. And so I'm working on becoming like the PCC coach. So I have that as my coaching training, Mm -hmm. but I love the Gallup assessment as a tool. And so when I, in 2008 or 10, somewhere around there, I was unemployed because I'd lost my job due to the financial recession. Mm -hmm. And my sister paid for me to take the strengths assessment. And I did it. I'm like, all right, this means nothing. And I put it on a shelf and I was unemployed. I needed to know as much as I could about myself to get a job. And I just put it on the shelf. And again, the coach helped me see what I was good at. And I think that is where it's so powerful. And then you get to go out and build your life. I do not, I think it's easy to think like we've already touched on, I already know what I'm good at, or I've already spent this much time doing all of the things that you've done in your life are indicators of your talent of things that you are interested in, even if you might have grown up in a family that encouraged you to pursue something that you were like, I really don't want to, but everyone in my family is a doctor. So I need to do this. Somehow you are still doing things that you are good at, but now you pause, take some time and you're like, okay, this is what I enjoy doing. You can still take all that experience and apply it to the next thing. I loved when you talked about, you took the Gallup's strengths assessment and then put it on a shelf, right? Cause all of these are tools. And if you don't use them, it doesn't work because sometimes people say, oh, I did that too. And it didn't work for me. Okay. Did you really do it? Did you really apply it? Did you take it and, and do something with that knowledge instead of just what I used to do? 
before, just learn. If I don't apply it, it just sits in the shelves of my brain and nothing comes out of it. So I think that's something important to really think about. And then the other thing I wanted to just address as well as what we were talking earlier about coaching. Coaching is becoming more mainstream. There are lots and lots of people who are getting coaches and you think, okay, how can this help me? Maybe this doesn't really work for me, et cetera. But the reality is coaching has actually been around for so long. We've had athletic coaches. Those are individuals who help the athletes, even though the athletes were the one who had to do the work, they had to have their own raw talent, strengths, et cetera. But the coaches help them hone that and become their best version. There are executive coaches that people have used in business for so long. And again, that is so that they can be the best leader, the best business person, the best, et cetera, the best version of themselves again. So I think it's just that coaching is now becoming more mainstream where everyone has access to this. So if I am whoever, I don't have to be a surgeon to do want to want to have a coach. I could be a teacher. I could be a stay-at-home mom. There are parenting coaches. There are, there are teen coaches. And I was going to ask you if you do work with teenagers, because I can imagine knowing your strengths, knowing your superpowers as a teenager, someone in high school, trying to figure out what to do with your life. And you don't know how amazing would it be if I knew even at that age, okay, these are my raw diamonds. Okay. And what do I do with that now? What are ways that I can explore this that will help me work on my raw diamond? But if I don't really even know what my raw diamonds are, how do I figure it out? Yeah, I think that coaching is becoming more accessible, which means that we all have the option to try it in ways that make sense in our life. And then we get to be our best version. And there's nothing wrong with having help with that. It's not something that you have to figure it out by yourself. So I think that's another perspective in coaching that I never actually really considered before. So yeah, I would love to hear a a little bit more about if you do and how you work with teenagers, because especially with college applications and everything coming up, that's definitely something that I've been thinking about for my own teenager. Yeah, officially, if you were to go to my website, I officially help online business owners or anyone who wants to have their own kind of entrepreneurial endeavor. That's what I do. But I have coached teenagers and it is really interesting to see, again, they're teenagers, like they're teenagers. So all we have to say is that they're teenagers. But the kids that I've coached and Gallup has a few different assessments. So depending on the maturity level of the teen, there's one version for older teens where it's probably the same version that adults would answer, or there's a much more simplified one for kids who are under the age of 14, under the age of 15. So it's a little more simple because they're growing. They, they have very little life experience compared to you and I. Mm -hmm. So it isn't meant to put them in a box. Like you, you are going to be good at this. It still allows them to grow and get experience, Mm -hmm. but knowing their general leanings. So for teens, I've coached two teenagers who had competition pretty high up. And there were other strengths rolled in with that. And then one kid, he was 11. So I coached a whole family (laughs) and it was really interesting to see how the three different kids had different strengths than even their parents. And then how one kid was higher in relationship building skills. So probably more like me versus his sibling where one had competition, one was a strategic thinker. So one of the kids would argue with her dad all the time. And it's like, why are you arguing the way she is wired? 
was showing up in how she was communicating with her dad. And it wasn't because she was trying to be rebellious. It's just, that is how she was thinking. So now as a parent, they can say, if you want to stand up and come up with all of these ways to fight against the man, let's say, let's find some injustice somewhere in the world, not in your safe home to find ways to fight. And it is true. I wish that I had someone tell me what I was good at. And even when I think about growing up in my household, I am literally the opposite of my mom. My mom can solve any problem. She's really good at problem solving. I am really good at making things better. Those are, if you don't understand them, they are the opposite. And there was a time, one example where we were doing something and we needed a plant in a corner for something that we were doing. And so my mom was really good at coming up with which plant to put in the corner. She got the plant, she put it in the corner. I'm like, oh my goodness, this thing is covered in dust. So I went to the bathroom and I started dusting this plant. My mom comes around the corner. She's what are you doing? I go, I'm dusting it. And she goes, you don't need to dust it. It's just fine as it is. She had solved the problem of finding a plant. I was making it better by removing the dust from the plant. But if I had it paused, that could easily become a fight. Like I want to dust it. Why can't I dust it? You don't need to dust it. It's totally fine sitting there in the corner. No, I, and when you know what you're good at, you can just be like, all right, she's making it better. Instead of it being a source of fighting and disruption and stuff, and just knowing what each other's strengths and such, it really does make that easier. So yeah, that totally makes sense. Now, if you could go back in time and tell your younger self something, what would that be? I think especially if my younger self is my high school self, giving myself permission to not use grades as the metric for knowing whether I was quote smart or not, because according to my grades, I'm not smart, but if I had been graded on my ability to make friends with everyone at <laughs> school, I would have gotten straight A's. And that is the thing that I think is so powerful about knowing your strengths are not getting straight A's in math or straight A's mm -hmm. in English. Your strengths, it's how, in my case, connect with strangers. For mm -hmm. you, learning and applying information and then disseminating it and then teaching others. Mm -hmm. That is actually a strength. And yeah, I grew up, I'm one of five and my four siblings got straight A's. I did not. And so I always thought I was really stupid. So it's taken me a really long time to be like, oh no, I am actually good at something and I am mm -hmm. smart, but not in the way in which other kids were given awards for their quote smarts, their mm -hmm. ability to take tests and get straight A's, right? And you feel bad. Of course. And I think that this world, there's a, a box, there's a mold or a certain set of expectations in school. This is how you do well in school. And if you don't fit that mold or fit into that box, then somehow you aren't doing well in school. And I have three children who are all differently abled. They all have their own strengths and they're very different and they don't really like one of them fits the box. The other two totally don't fit the box. And so I've seen how, as they navigate through the world and the feelings that come up, Oh, I'm not good at this, or I'm not good at that. Instead of really your childhood and your early teens and all that reflecting on all the ways you're not good at, what if you did think about what you were good at and just being able to see that and say, it's okay. If you don't fit the mold that the world has created, for a child to achieve, oh, this instrument, this sport, this type of grade, some kids aren't that and that's okay. So I'm so glad that you shared that. I think that's so important for just as parents, for even me to keep remembering, okay, yeah, like an A is not always what is going to help my child succeed in life and helping them build their world, how it makes sense for them. Now, if any of our listeners wanted to get in touch with you and know more about you, where would they find your information? Sure. 
I have a website, Anna Y Nelson, A-N-A-Y-N-E-L-S-O-N.com. And I'm of all the social platforms, I prefer Instagram. So I'm on Instagram at Anna Y Nelson. So you can come find me there, DM me, say hello. And I have my own podcast called The Anna Nelson Show. I'm on LinkedIn, Facebook, Clubhouse, Anna Y Nelson. Awesome. That's great. Thank you so much. And I'll include that information in the show notes as well. So everyone will have a chance to connect with you and get to know you more. I really appreciate the time that you've spent with us and all the wisdom that you've shared today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. And I just loved getting to know you through your strengths. And I just think it is so amazing how you are showing up more and more leaning into what you really enjoy doing and how you help people. So I'm excited to watch you continue to lean into your strengths. Thank you. And thank you for our time together too. It really helped me get the clarity that I needed to take that next step. So I appreciate you being part of my journey. For my listeners, if there are any topics that you want to hear more, please drop a comment below. I would be happy to add those to our weekly content. For all those listening, thank you for joining us today. If you found this valuable, please like, subscribe, leave a review on iTunes and share it with a friend or two. I would so appreciate that. I would love to hear from you. If you have a story to share about burnout or overwhelm, please reach out to me so we can continue to build this community so no one has to go through burnout and overwhelm alone. You can reach out to me at my website, serenitywellnessmd.com or Mindfulness and Productivity Systems Facebook page or at Serenity Wellness MD on Instagram. The content of this podcast is not meant to be medical advice. Tune in for the next episode coming to you every Thursday morning. Goodbye for now.